Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and again, it's showtime right here again in Berks County, right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. Here for our show, The Watchmen, folks. We've been doing The Watchmen, our 30-minute show, beginning at 1 p.m. right here on AM Radio. We've been doing that, folks, for five years because you folks have identified us as an oasis of truth. You call, We do call out these, these untruths, folks. We are... We are truly the fact checkers, if you will, the objective opiners of of uh, of uh, Southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware Valley. You tune into us because you know you're going to get a perspective you just don't get anywhere else. So, thank you for tuning into our show here. I want to jump a little bit into some uh, points here. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Durham report and what's going on there, and I also I also want to talk about the uh, parental rights that are that are completely becoming uh obsolete if you will uh let's let's jump into that first because i i think we we kind of and, and then I'll, I'll finish it up with a with a durham report but Catherine, i'm with Catherine coke here she's with us today she's uh she's a small businesswoman in berks county she also is a mother of six uh welcome back to the show Catherine. thank you for having me well thanks for being here Catherine. i wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on in oregon and uh, the phenomenon that's occurring there. I mean, you actually have, <clears throat> you know, um, see, every state has parental rights. I mean, believe it or not, you'd say, well, what do you mean parental rights? Yes. Back when they, uh, I mean, I mean, some time ago, they, the, the, the states all wrote laws that protected parental rights to raise their children. OK, to have a say in the uh, in the education of their children but also to have a say in the welfare of their children. In other words, who knows what's best for their children than the parents. So parents, they, they wrote laws together because there was a lot of concerned people like citizens, God-fearing people were concerned when the states started uh, meddling in children's affairs. So they wrote laws to protect parental rights. So all the states have these laws. So what these Jacobins, these nasty revolutionary Jacobins are doing in these states like Oregon, instead of trying to undo those laws, they're basically saying we won't enforce those laws. As a matter of fact, we'll pretend they don't even exist, and we will then write laws to contradict those laws. So now what's happening now is, is uh, you know, you're, what you're having right now in, in Oregon is you, you're basically having – the legislature, who's controlled by the Democrats, looking to uh, to pass laws, okay, that outlaw parental involvement in their children. I mean, anything from health care to any aspect of their children, uh, you know, uh, even uh, th th these are things that parents need to know what's going on in the lives of their children. And what we're seeing a lot of is like, for instance, states that allow abortions in children without parents parents knowing about it or other things, okay? Um, you can't get an aspirin, but you can take a child out for an abortion or, or tutor a child on gender dysphoria and not tell mom or dad that's going on. I mean, so there are people in the schools that want that to happen. And to make it happen, they're willing to pass laws to do this and force this on parents. And Catherine, I think this is one thing that parents don't realize. So when you think about it, which political party, uh, Catherine, which political party wants to outlaw parental rights? Well, not mine. That would be the Democrats. <laughs> I agree. It's the Democrats, the communists. 
So the Democrat my political party, party is one of freedom. That's right. Right. The Republican Let me do party. what I want. You do what you want. Please just stop involving the children. You know, that's that's the and honestly, per, uh, per, parents want to raise their children. They don't want they don't want the government's interference in raising their children. They don't want the government telling them how to raise their children. They certainly don't want government schools keeping information from them about their children. And these laws do just that, Catherine. Am I right? Yeah, they do. And it's in it's in more ways than what you think, Clay. I mean, yes, it's it's the whole, you know, everything that you just talked about, but it's also another way. If you'll uh give me two seconds to explain, I have a friend, a very good friend that I've known for oh gosh, twenty years or so. Um, and her her middle daughter is very sick. So she wanted to go to Florida to be with her middle daughter. This child's an adult, but she's very, very sick. So she wanted to go. So she was unsure how long she would be gone. So we went to a notary and, you know, we signed a paper. We went to Schuylkill Valley. We said, you know, hey, um, my friend's daughter needs to move in with me because she needs to go take care of her other daughter. Um, you know, I need to enroll her. And they were like, well. If she does that, we're calling children and youth on her. And I was like, excuse me? She is asking you to allow her child to move in with me, a responsible adult, so she could go be with her other child that's gravely ill, and you want to call children and youth on her? How about that? How does that make sense? Well, I think and even and it's amazing. I was on a school board, and I am telling you that the Democrats on these school boards are not the Democrats you think they are. I know because... I know these people, and I thought they were sensible people, sem- sensible parents of children that were friends with my children. And I'm looking, I'm talking to them across the table in private meetings, saying, you're insane. I mean, these are not even your kids, and you want to pass laws keeping parents from knowing these these items about their children. So these are things that we have to realize, and I think we have to govern and manage. So I think it's important that these laws, they're looking to strip these laws from parents. I think that's very, very important. And uh, I just think it's compelling, okay? And I think it's, it's, it's what's really compelling in all of this is that the Democrats, the communists, the Jacobins are looking to strip parents of parental rights. And they're going to pass laws in these state houses to make it work. Now, I have confidence that the Supreme Courts are going to say that you cannot pass a law disallowing parental involvement when there's already laws on the books protecting parental involvement. So this is going to be a constitutional crisis in some of these states. You see what I'm saying, Catherine? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's something we should fight against. I'm not giving my children up to anybody. They're mine. They're nobody else's. No one else gets to decide what happens to them but me. Right. And why would I want some bureaucrat whom I don't even know, who doesn't know me or my child, allowed to make decisions for my child that I'm not even allowed to make. How, how in anyone's mind does that make sense? And, and these people that are trying to claim this will get irritated and mad if you go and give their dog a treat. That's not your dog. You can't do that. Well, then stop coming after my kids. Right. Well, as I stated, I, I just find it pretty amazing that... Uh, and again, I think uh, the, the states are looking to do this. They're doing it now. 
you know, our kids are having questionnaires asking if parents know about certain aspects of their private life. I mean, asking parent asking if they're in other words, you, you know, they're asking children if their parents know this about their about their thoughts. So what's interesting is what is it their business? What it, how is that significant in educating these children? I mean, we're we're graduating kids today that can't read and write. You know, this is compelling to me. This is an amazing phenomenon. And I mean, this, and 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 again, stripping parents of parental rights is more important. No, it's disgusting. When I was when I first moved here, I was nineteen. I think I was maybe twenty. I was in school. I was uh, going for my associates, and the teacher was talking about how she had had a student from Reading School District who happened to be the valedictorian fail her SATs because she didn't know how to fill them out correctly. The Mm. valedictorian didn't know how to fill out her SATs correctly. Well, how is that? Well, it's an amazing thing. disturbing, but yet you want to tell me I don't know how to raise my kid? What? Yeah, I think what's really compelling, too, is when you look, it's not so much even that as much as it is the idea, too. I mean, you've got people graduating school that can't do basic math. Basic math. And I mean, this is what you have. And I the mean, Democrats are okay with kids not being educated. They're okay with it. They're I okay mean, with an electric that doesn't know how to do basic multiple multiplication or or to figure out, you know, basic or solve basic problems. They they're they're okay with all of that. No, that's not okay by me. I, I can't I, I'm gonna tell you, I can't do math to save my life. Um, once you started throwing letters into there, I was done. But my daughter actually got the, a 98 percentile on her SATs for math. So she surpassed me when she was like in third grade. She was doing, ge- you know, geometry and all that stuff. So I hired her a tutor because that's what you do. I was homeschooling them. She was smarter than me in math. I couldn't do it. So I had enough thought as her parent to hire her a tutor that could what's handle it, what's, her math capabilities. I was going to say, what's interesting is you homeschooled your children. Yes. You know, now they're not teaching geometry to fourth graders or to fifth graders right now. They're not. As a matter of fact, they're not teaching algebra until they get to about the sixth grade, sixth grade anymore. So let me, let me, ha- and, and again, their, their common, common core math, common core math is something totally, totally different. And I think what's really compelling on this is that people don't realize what common core math is. They don't realize how bad it really is. I mean, I it, have I, yet, I've yet to meet an elementary school teacher that uh, has to teach common core that was happy about it. And I have met several. Yeah. A lot. And well, none of them are happy about common core. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting is it's, it's what's basic math. Right, for instance, if you had a math problem like multiplying fractions, okay, let's multiply like two-thirds times three-quarters, okay? With common core math, this problem is solved by basically they, they'll teach the children to draw a square and then divide the square into three columns and shade two of the columns, okay? That represents two-thirds of the area of the square. Then the square is divided into four rows, Okay. With three of the rows rows shaded, it's now that's three quarters of the area of the square. So where the two shaded areas intersects, 
on the on the shaded areas where they where they intersect on the, on the paper that represents three quarters of two thirds of the square. So the intersection of the two then yields twelve little boxes, of which six little boxes are shaded out of the total. So the answer is one half of the whole square. So when you multiply two thirds by a quarter, it is one half. Okay. Now with the standard algorithmic rote learning math method, okay, the students learn that two-thirds times three-quarters equals six-twelfths as you multiply the fraction out. Then you reduce that to one-half because what you do is you say three goes into six twice, okay? Uh, you know, actually six goes into six once, six goes into twelve twice. That is one-half. So when you reduce the 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 the, the fraction to to where the, the the ultimate reduction of the fraction six twelves is one half. So in rote learning, that's how we learn to do it. We multiply the fractions. Two thirds times three quarters is six twelves. Six twelves is one half. So the effective approach to multiplying fraction by using numerators and denominators becomes the foundation for effective critical thinking and understanding. This correct time-tested truth that fluency leads to understanding. Folks, that's it. It's an effective rote learning method that used, that they used for years. Okay? It was in my old math textbooks. Okay? Rote learning is the memorization of information based on repetition. It's always useful to apply meaningful relationships to basic skills. So at the end of the day, okay, Rote learning plays a bigger role than common core change agents will admit it does and leads to understanding in the concept. I mean, the bottom line is common core, we call it spaghetti math because they complicate how to do it. Instead yeah. of teaching children how to, to multiply fractions and then reduce the fraction and how to reduce the fraction, they're drawing squares on a piece of paper. How is that effective math teaching? I don't understand that. It's not. It's silly. You can't even say any other word to describe it. It's just silly. Downright ridiculously silly. Are they purpose? It, 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 no, I'm not even going to ask that in a question. I'm going to make it a statement. They are trying to make us dumb. That's right. I They're call trying to make us dumb. They're trying to make us look dumb to the rest of the world. You know, I call it spaghetti math because spaghetti math is crazy math. And when, when, what happens is, and, and I think what happens is kids begin to detach from it. See, anybody can do rote learning. And, and what happens is, you and, and there is a truth to common core, and it's that truth, that element of truth that confuses people. Because it is good to understand how you arrived at one half. It's good. But the bottom line is, that needs to be learned and, and, and derived from the person implementing the learning process, okay, at their own pace. I mean, some people with a 180 IQ are going to catch it a whole lot quicker than somebody with a 110 IQ. But both yes. might eventually get it. Now, the person with, a, with, a, with an 89 IQ may never get it. Or they may, you just have to present them to it differently present it to them differently and over a longer period of time. Well, right. I mean, but my point is that the, the, the learning process is different for everybody. So Common Core takes the, takes the learning process and they put it in longhand. It's, it's math in longhand. 
it's like expounding, <laughs> over expounding in longhand what it is. Yeah. Kids don't learn math with Common Core. So where did Common Core come from? Some bureaucrat, okay, like the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I don't know, but somebody came up with this. And there's certainly a direct link to, to like you suggested, the movement to dummy down Americans. Because one thing is for sure, how you get more people into groupthink is to get them out of problem solving. People that are good at problem solving aren't very predictive in groupthink, okay? So groupthink does, and and, and, and it's the Joe Biden types, the, the, the Jacobin revolutionary types that are trying to, to torch and, and, and to destroy our complete society, those people, okay, those people are not interested in, in, in Americans understanding how to problem solve. And folks, math is problem solving. That's what math is. So when people understand basic math, you're a problem solver. When people are really good at math, they're really good at problem solving. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do math, but I am good at problem solving. <laughs> well, that means that means you are a math and you are good at math. I mean, you're, you're, you know, and look, the bottom line is you may not be good today because you have to remember all this, but make no mistake about it. Basic math is what we're talking about. I'm not talking about geometry or trigonometry. I'm simply yeah. talking about numbers, fractions, and decimals. That's basic, okay? And trust me, I mean, when you understand basic math, you can figure out a problem. Yeah. Like when you understand it, you can figure out how many ounces are in a pound, okay? Yeah. And you can figure out how many quarts are in a gallon. I mean, that's basic math. And again, it comes down to understanding weights and measures. That's But, that, but you know, you have to know how to figure things out. Four times three is 12, right? Things like that. So people understand basic math and they can problem solve. But you're basically you're 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 able to break out a problem and understand how to how to resolve it. That's what math does. And we have created in our children a virtual society where kids are totally detached, not just from reality and math, but from reality. You know, I was watching a uh, one of those uh, crime uh, the, where they catch the bad guy videos, one of those what they call them, uh, true crime or something like that. Yeah. We're watching one of those episodes and there were children, there were high school children. Uh, one of them was a girl that just turned 15 a month prior to her breaking the law here. And of course, her entire, her brother, which was a year older and all their friends. So there was like six of them. And I guess they had like a group or sort. They have some sort of a group or something. Uh, you know, they were a bunch of friends, if you will. And, and you know, they had a person that was, I guess, the, 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 he resented them for whatever reason. He became a problem. He was ostracized, whatever. So they didn't like him. And so they set up a plot to get this guy, this this young, like this 15, 16-year-old guy, 17-year-old, to come to the house. And uh, and they, they, they killed him. They plotted and they killed him. And they, they emptied a revolver in him and they beat him over the head and they bludgeoned him and they dragged him outside and they dragged him back in the house and they 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 dismembered him and burned him in a in a fire pit. Okay. And they caught these kids and they interviewed him and, and, and of course you're watching the interviews of these children and you're seeing these children and they're 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 in this room talking amongst themselves. The police obviously were listening in, the detectives, but they didn't know because they're just kids. And kids don't know anything, okay? So they don't realize they're being recorded. 
and they're talking about how they hated this kid that they killed. How they said this police officer detective said that that this he was innocent. This guy wasn't innocent. So and so wasn't innocent. He was far from innocent. So instead of looking at the the crime they just committed, the heinous crime they just committed, the reality of all of that, they were more worried about what was going to happen to them now that they got caught, and how they were the society wasn't being fair because after all they didn't know how bad this kid was that they killed. They live in a virtual reality. It's not even real reality. It's like for them to be so detached where they could do something like this. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. And and they and that's what it is. You hit it correctly. Use the right word, detached. These kids, not all of them, but uh, some of them are detached from reality. They're detached from their own humanity. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It is really it is. scary. And well, I, I mean, as a parent, you have to make sure your kids stay grounded, that yeah. they know what normal is, that they know what right and wrong is, that they understand humanity, history, cause there's and effect. No, there's no question about it. And, and I mean, these kids went to jail and will be in jail for the rest of their lives with no possibility of parole. Now, there's nothing worse than a wasted life. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. You're now, absolutely cor- you're correct. God created everyone here. And yeah. what hurts him is to watch one of his children walk down a path that wasn't meant for them. Yeah. Because that's painful. And, you know, you're a parent. You see your children walking down a path that, you know, is going to lead to something bad. Does it hurt you? It hurts your heart. It hurts your soul. And we're human. Imagine what he goes through when we do that to him. It's unbelievable. And you're you're absolutely right. I mean, we're all God's creation, but it's really tragic. Obviously, the victim, the poor victim that died, obviously, that family will will be forever affected. And that poor person that died that's no longer on the planet in this world. But those kids that committed that heinous crime, they will forever be wondering what, I mean, what would have been with their life. You know, it's funny. One can only hope. But when you're 14 or 15, you think the whole world, you think you got all the answers. You don't know a darn thing. Well, I mean, and and we as adults need to remember that these kids have only been here for 15 years, 16 years. You know, we've been here for 50. That's an immense amount more of information we were able to absorb. Right. You know, and there are things that I don't know that, you know, my grandparents could have probably still taught me. You know, it's really compelling as I listen to, to, to those kids and that one girl, the mastermind, if you will, the one that was the alleged mastermind of the entire event was the 14-year-old girl. That, no, I should say a 15-year-old. She goes, I just turned 15 a month ago. I just had my birthday a month ago. So she's saying this on the video. She's talking like a teenager. You know why she was talking like a teenager? Because she is a teenager or was a teenager at the time. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and this is what's amazing to me is these kids are now off to jail for the rest of their life. What in the world happened? You know, it's a tragedy, and there's nothing worse than a wasted life. And I can tell you, folks, you know, as a parent, both both Catherine and I are parents, we both understand what parental rights are, and we understand how our schools and our countries and our government and our policies, public policies, are failing our children. But we also now have identified, too, 
what's happening to children today and how they're so much different and de- detached from reality than they were 25, 35 years ago. So, and as a result of this, things are even more uh, um, amazing uh, to watch what occurs. But we have to leave it there, folks. Thanks for being with us today and for taking the time over the last five years for being with us on this show. We so much appreciate you spending this 30 minutes with us um, every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1150, 1180 WFYL. Thanks for being with us today. Folks, see you next week on The Watchmen. For Catherine Cock, I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.